0: Merry Christmas. Uh, thanks for listening. My name's Colin Taylor, the pastor. I'm doing this sermon. And um, on the day, we missed recording the very start of the service. So we wouldn't want you to miss out. So here goes. Well, it's finally here. The waiting's over for Trinity Bay to have a Christmas Day service. Uh, it's been about seven years. We're just kidding. The waiting's over. It's Christmas Day. we got to celebrate, get to celebrate Jesus being born. And let's face it, as well as church, there are lots of exciting ways we can celebrate that with gifts and food and socks. Yes, yeah, socks. Growing up, our tradition as children was we'd put one of Dad's old socks on the end of our bed and wake up to find it stuffed with small gifts. Enough just to keep all six of us kids entertained whilst Mum and Dad came around slowly and had a cup of tea. So then we could all pile downstairs for 7am to open up our main presents, which were in pillowcases. That was our strange tradition. But there's something about the sock that made everything in it more exciting. But actually, if I think about it, there wasn't all great stuff in those socks. There was a fair bit of, shall we say, filler material that got different responses. And at Christmas, we remember Jesus is God's gift to us. But in the Bible passage we just heard, we saw that not everyone liked this gift so we'll look into the three different reactions to him as we hang out with these Magi. So who are these Magi? And why are they following a star? Well, they're from the east of Israel, from, probably from Persia or Babylon. Yeah, or maybe Babylon, sort of modern day Iran kind of area. And what are Magi? So we often hear them called wise men. And that's about right. Sometimes kings, we sang we three kings, that's... Probably not quite right, but it's a nice carol anyway. But they were, they were um, sort of generally clever sort of learned blokes who'd done loads of reading, and they were generally part of the royal household or the ruling house, um, clever blokes who advised kings. They were kind of the government expert advisers of the day. Okay? And in those eastern civilizations, knowing all about the stars and interpreting them, that would have been part and parcel of you being sort of a top government advisor. Which helps explain why they followed this star to look for a king. And because astrological wonders, so stars, comets, that kind of things happening in the sky, they would have associated with important political events happening. And they were clever blokes, they read a lot, so it's likely that the new... Um, what we call the Old Testament bit of the Bible, the Hebrew, Hebrew scriptures. And they'd have known all the bits which predicted that talked about kings or, or Messiah, it was called in there, for Israel. Now, I don't know if you know that there are other magi in the Bible. All right. Not just these wise men. There are other ones. So there's one in the book in the Old Testament called Numbers. And there's a guy called Balaam. You might have heard of him. He had a donkey that talked to him. Balaam was a right rat bag, okay? And he was hired to curse to ask ask for bad things to happen to God's people. But God was in control and all Balaam could come up with was blessings for God's people. And one of those blessings is a prophecy about a deliverer king, symbolised by, you've guessed it, a star arising. Now, we don't know for sure that's why these, these particular magi went for it. But however it turned out, God made sure that they followed this star. So that's the, the wise men we know are definitely interested in Jesus. We'll look at their response a bit more later. Uh, yeah, the wise men are definitely interested. We'll get more to, of their reaction later on. But what about Herod? He's in that passage as well, isn't he? Now, these magi, if, you, if you're looking for a king, where do you go? the palace, don't you? So that's why Meghan Markle went looking for Prince Harry, I reckon. Um, you go to the palace. So the Magi rock up and ask Herod, verse 2 there, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. So Herod and all the head honchos are in a spin. And their response to Jesus is hatred in fear and fear. Now, in my sock, I couldn't find a full one. But in our sock growing up, there was always walnuts in the shell still. I know this is a bit lame. I couldn't find a full one. But walnuts. I hate walnuts. Okay. Okay. They're really hard to get into. They're all fiddly bits. It's hard to get the the bit out. And when you do get them out, they taste horrible and they look like mouse brains. (laughs) Hatred. Herod hates the idea of Jesus being king because that means him not being king, him losing power and not calling the shots. So is that where you're up to with Jesus? You, you want to avoid him or reject him because you want to stay king or queen in power of your own life. See, the good news of Christmas is that Jesus' birth shows us that God, it's not that he wants to interfere with our lives, but he wants to save our lives. See, Jesus is the good, perfect king you can trust with your life. Okay, next thing in the sock. Again, it's not winter here, so I couldn't find a tangerine. I've got an orange. But in my sock at Christmas, we always had a a tangerine. Now, I like a tangerine. I don't mind a tangerine. Pretty nice. Um, But as Christmas gifts go on Christmas morning, it's not the most exciting gift to get, is it? A a bit of citrus fruit. I was a bit kind of indifferent to it, I suppose. So, also in the passage we hear today, we've got the chief priests and teachers of the law. So these were like the religious experts. So, you know, you've probably got a relative, an anti Ethel, or somebody, who can lay down the law of exactly how Christmas Day should run. Well, these guys were the experts on all the rules and regulations. They knew the Bible inside out. And so they knew that this bit in verse 6, they knew it from the prophet Micah, that said that God's rescuer king would come from Bethlehem, which is a village about 10 kilometers outside of Jerusalem. So if think about these religious experts, they're the religious rulers of, of the Jewish people. There's a star in the sky, and they must have seen it too, that fits in with this prophecy and there's a load of foreign dignitaries turn up with their entourage and the camels and their gifts looking for a king. You'd think surely they had two and two together. And what did they do? Nothing. They were indifferent. These religious leaders should have been more excited than anyone if they really loved God and knew his promises. But no. Maybe other things they were... Then maybe they're worried about other things, things that seem more important at the time. Christmas is a really good time to give Jesus his proper place of importance. To really think and read about who he is and what he's done. It's exciting, life-changing stuff. We've got uh, free copies of Luke's Gospel at the back. Please feel free to take one. Reading through that this Christmas would be a great thing to do. So we've had hatred, walnuts. Your tangerine yeah, whatever. And finally, it's no wonder Dad needed new socks every year. And I said, now you're talking. Chocolate gold coins. Oh, these are great, aren't they? Why does chocolate taste better when it comes out of a gold foil? Ah, real chocolate gold coins, amazing. I love these. And back to the magi now. So somehow... Their star is back again and leads them straight to Jesus. And when they see it, they're not just excited. They are overjoyed. And what's their response to Jesus? Verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. They treat Jesus like a king, like a really good king that they want to rule over them, bowing down, worshiping, him, and giving him posh, expensive, kind of palace-y kind of gifts, proper luxury stuff. So Herod and the religious leaders aren't there worshiping, but these magi are. And the funny thing is, in the Bible, magi are usually the baddies. So I've told you about Balaam. He was a bad egg. There's also, do you remember, the sorcerers um, in in Egypt working for Pharaoh that tried to put Moses down. Um, And there's the guys in Daniel who works for King Nebuchadnezzar who tried to give God's people a hard time. And in the New Testament, in Acts 13, there's uh, Elimas who tries to stop people hearing about Jesus. So Magi are usually the bad guys, but these Christmas Magi show us that right from the get go, Jesus is about bringing the nations, that is the whole world, you and me, to God. God spoke to them in ways they would understand through dodgy like reading the stars practices so that they get to meet Jesus and bow down to him. Uh, We don't need to follow stars. If you read your Bible, read one of those Gospels and ask God to show you Jesus. ask God to speak to you in ways you will understand. He will. Jesus' birth, God becoming one of us to save us, is a wonderful gift to remember at Christmas. But like my dad's old sock and the things inside it, It's just the beginning. As we get to know Jesus, all he said and all he did, we get to know God. And as we believe and trust in him, the great gift we receive is eternal life. Our sins forgiven. Peace with God forever. And that's a gift worth receiving. Let's pray. Father, thank you for... um, Tending Jesus, to be born as one of us, to save us and be our rescuer, King. Um, and this Christmas Day, as we celebrate his birth, we want to bow down and worship him. Uh, please help us to uh, be renewed with wonder in just how amazing it is that he came to be born. And for his life and teaching in his death and resurrection that brings us into eternal life with you. Amen.